potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists. Look, I'm going to uh, shirt front, Mr. All right, and welcome back to the Brass Monkey Pod in a week that has seen Australia retain their Prime Minister, uh, much to the surprise of the nation, shall we say. I'd like to welcome my co-host, Mark Reed to the pod. How are you going, mate? I'm back and I'm fantastic. <laughs> ah, there we go. We know it's going to be a good one if you're fantastic. That's right. Um, Fair bit going on and a fair bit not going on this week in the world, mate. Um, let's let's. How about we begin with some non-political banter? How's just life outside of politics going? Life outside of politics is pretty special. Uh, Favorite time of the year, pretty much May. Uh, the water's glassy and the temperature is really nice. Anyone that lives up on the Gold Coast knows what I'm talking about. This is sort of a calm time of the year. Every day is sunny. Yeah. And yeah, I guess life is life is peachy. How about yourself, mate? What has been happening? Um, just been hammering away. Just what have I been doing? Went to a winery on the weekend. I don't drink wine. You probably know that. I got a different kind of drunk. And I got delivered a different kind of hangover too. Did you get um, on the wines? Oh, mate, I did. I what? Oh, um, shit. Yeah, Pinot Noir. Oh. They now call me Soren Pinot Noir Walker. Love a bit of Pinot. Um, yeah, so we sort of went out to a winery for one of uh, my partner's cousin's birthdays. Stayed the night out there. Um, yeah, it's just a wicked weekend. But I did wake, wake up with... A hangover that I'd never really experienced before and had to do a guitar session that day. So that was interesting all round. Ugh, yuck. A first sort of wine hangover. That must have been horrible. And can I ask, the drunk you said was a bit different. Did you rate the wine drunk? In hindsight, yeah, I kind of did. I don't know, like, while I was... Yeah, during it, I was enjoying it as well. But in hindsight, I was like, yeah, that was really different. It was like... I don't know if this happens because in my head I thought it would be the opposite, like you'd be sort of more subdued and stuff on wine, but I found myself like getting more energy, weirdly. More being, energy, you know, wow. Yeah, like mm, I can't I can't explain it. Yeah, Just more chatty or something, I don't know. Yeah, they say it's sort of the weed of the alcohol blends. I hear that's yeah. I don't know who does say that, but uh, that's what I hear actually. So um, it has been said. Yes, it has been said. I mean, I don't drink wine at all anymore. I actually won't touch it because uh, my last experience mm. with wine ended quite badly. But um, uh, I did love my time of having a bottle of you know not a whole bottle. Come on. Uh, having a few glasses of wine each night. It's such an enjoyable way if you can sort of cap it to that. Uh, having some wine yeah. and watching a movie or something and having some good food. It's a lovely, it's great wine. Wine's legit. It's legit. Yeah, I'm actually trying to, I'm going in the opposite direction. I'm trying to drink more wine now. But um, whether that's a good idea or not, time will tell. Well, it's great and it's cheap. It's pretty like for a good bottle of wine in Australia, um, it's quite cheap and it's it's good. It's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what else they had at at this um, winery. Mm. 
is, and I haven't had much experience with these. I'm not sure if you have or not, but one of the other guests um, had a a dry like he had a vape, like a a marijuana vape. Oh yeah, device. yep, yep. And um, it's called a Pax Three, I think it was called, vape which talk. I've heard about before. Yeah, vape nation, come on, vape life. Um, but I'd I'd never really tried it before, and um, had a good whack on it. And I tell you what, they go all right. The Pax Three. Pax Three. So I just googled it. P A X. Yeah. It's a thin vape, is it? Yeah, yeah, excellent. Like stunning form factor, well designed little unit, discreet. Um, tastes great. Shit, I can see you being a full vapor before we know I'm it. Just, it's, I'd, I'd already been sort of investigating it, um, looking at what's out there and whatnot, <laughs> course, yeah. um, and had and had come across that. And just lo and behold, that weekend, which was the weekend just gone, a guy had one. So, yeah, it was nice to be able to road test it before making the plunge. But, um, yeah, I think I might make that plunge. Well, I mean, there's heaps, but um, everyone seems in Australia to be stuck with these huge vaping things. But, like, in the US, they've got the G-Pen and all that, which look quite good. I don't know why in Australia yes. we've got that big square. I see people with it. It's like a box, a vape box. Yeah, well, they're, they're actually... Here's the thing. It's a the relationship between discretion and functionality. The PAX 3, while it is easily the best looking, it's not the best performing. And the ones that are slightly bigger and bulkier just do get perform better. But you have to obviously sacrifice discretion. Oh, shit. Friend of the show vapes, uh, Riggy, doesn't he? He does. He does. He's been under vape, actually. Yeah, I think he's left a vape here somewhere at the Brass Monkey Studio. That's quite funny. Yeah, I mean... Jeez, haven't I had an opposite uh, couple of weeks to your winery adventure? My wife's been on the road, so I've been full-time single-dadding it. And, whew. Ah, yes. Netball, all of the fun stuff. Ah, good on you, man. Good on you. Yeah, but... uh, All all under control? You've done that a bit before, Yeah, yeah, under control, but, you know, it's hard. It's hard juggling family life and trying to... Run a business on your own, like single parents. Shout out to them if they're doing that. Yeah, bloody hell! Big shout out to them. Big shout out to single mums out there. <laughs> yes, too, and um, and to any vapors, just putting <laughs> it out there. If you've got any suggestions about which which you think is the superior vape, please do email us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Email me directly at Soren S O R E N at brssmnky.com I want to know he wants to road test a few and if you're a vape yeah. company send it back to us mate please do we've had a heavy couple of weeks doing full political uh, bloody breakdowns of the election we're going to go back to our sort of I guess our loose our, our more varied topics but we've got to wrap up what's happened don't we I think, yeah we should and we sort of discussed it briefly before the pod just sort of how burnt out we've felt um, just in recent weeks going pretty deep on a few things and then in light of sort of what's happened in the last week. So I think it is worth wrapping up for the listeners at home that may not be aware of, of what's transpired in the last week. Yeah, definitely. So the Liberal Party, in particular, Prime Minister Scott Morrison got back in for another term. Uh, yeah, surprised. Uh, the nation was surprised other than my old man. He said he put a couple of 
bit of money. I don't want to say how much he put on it, but on the Liberal Party getting back in. Seems to be a few... Did he really? Yeah, it seems to be a few people that uh, had the feeling that the Liberal Party and the polls and the bookies and all that got it wrong, um, which is interesting. It's the polls. I think we can call straight up, call a bullshit on polls, right? Let's get straight into it. Yeah, man. A, a tool of the establishment, surely. A total tool of the, the establishment and a tool to get you out to vote uh, maybe against what they say. I, I just feel like it continues to continues to fuck with the whole process, the polling situation. And I heard someone interviewed from one of the big polling agencies and he said, oh, there's lots of factors, but we're always pretty much right. And it's like, well, no, you're not. You're nowhere near right. I think the big thing was people wanted Labor back in, but didn't want Shorten. So the, the polls were saying Labor was getting back in, but not Shorten. Um, mm-hmm. And on a two-party preferred, yes, Labor was better, but a per- as an individual, um, Morrison had more support than uh, short-ass right. Shorten. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, so I think that's a very valid calling bullshit. I think, yeah, it can also act to... I always find like... And I think this happened... I felt that this happened sort of in the Trump election too. Definitely. With the Democrats, sort of like the polls say, no, there's, it's a landslide. Labor's going to win. There's there's no chance of liberals. So perhaps people that may normally have voted Labor might not or... Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, there's Definitely. no point in us voting. They've already got it. So... And so that's, yeah, I don't know if that's how it works, but that's a theory, I guess. I couldn't couldn't agree more. I think you're 100% right. And you meant to touch on a subject uh, and a topic of the Democrats um, sort of laying an egg in the US election, but surely there is no greater laying of the egg than losing to a balding Christian bland Scott Morrison. Like, is this one of the... Macca's shitting himself, Morrison, and yeah. shout out to everyone that's balding. I'm balding, okay? So, shout out. I'm just... <laughs> I've got no issue with balding, yeah. but I'm just pointing it out because I'm looking at a picture of him. Um, surely there's... This is one of the greatest failings in competition uh, of recent history. As uh, From the Labor's perspective. From the Labor's perspective. perspective. I mean, if we look at the Democratic 100. Party against Trump... But this is just, come on. And I think in both instances, you have to look at who the party selected. It's Mm. a massive failure in both instances for them not to recognize the failings of the people they've put forward. It's just, it could not be more obvious in the the case of Shorten. He's an unlikable man, Mm. a purely unlikable man. You've got Anthony Albanese just sitting there who I would... I don't know if there's polls out there, but I I would put money on the fact that he'd be the popular vote for Labor leader Mm. and probably was in the years leading up as well. But no, they know better, don't they? Mm. And they did with Hillary Clinton in America. And it just, look, they don't know better. They don't. And the polls are bullshit. Note to to self. Um, There's been a lot of fallout from the election, mate, hasn't there? And... What have you been hearing around the traps after after the uh, the results came in? What is what is the sentiment? You know, from all sides of the people you sort of mix with uh, and know, yep. what's been the sentiment you've been hearing? Um, 
general shock. Like I said, I was away at the winery, so just assuming that everyone would be fine by the time I got back, we'd have a new PM, la-di-da. Yeah, so it took me till about Tuesday to figure out what the hell was actually going on. <laughs> but I'm um, generally just a bit of shock, a bit of... I don't know, what's the word where like it pushes you more towards apathy because it seems so hopeless? There's a lot of that. Um, I don't know, there's... You know, it's always interesting watching the Facebook feed and I... You're probably the same, or you, I don't know, you don't use Facebook, but um, I've kept a couple of old acquaintances on there that are very much right-leaning or conservative-leaning. Mm. And that has been interesting to see, you know, in the lead-up and particularly post-election, just the idiotic conclusions they're coming to. And um, yeah. It's just, it's the Wild West out there right now. um, (laughs) It really is. And the classic liberal sentiment when they come out of a win like this, look at the share price. The housing market is going to turn around. All of this absolute bullshit. Totally. You know what? (laughs) I just have to put this out there that just framing it even as a miracle, fucking get lost at shitted me so hard like trying to frame it with a religious connotation that it was a miracle that they got back in yeah yeah just to you know solidify that christian fascist base you're right and look i'd like to pour pour some out for the people that have lost in this election that will lose over the the um coming couple of years unless something drastically happens such as uh Equinor Mining, uh, not Equinor Mining, they're going to be a big winner. Um, so the people that are fighting for the bite, uh, this was going to be a big hit because the Liberal Party are going to probably steamroll that. Um, the oil, the proposed oil work that's going to be happening in the Australian bite. You've got Adani, that's probably going to get pushed forward. One of the MPs, I think, tweeted straight. So these will be the winners, you say? Yeah, these will be some of the winners. Yeah, yeah, but I'm sort of pouring it out for the people that are going to suffer from what happens so you know a bit of both yeah uh adani people were tweeting oh let's get uh time to get the the trucks in or something one of the mps tweeted asylum seekers and this is a bit tragic i mean you see asylum seekers that apparently started that attempted suicide on on the uh the uh the news of the liberal party getting in Gays? Yeah. Should we just throw it out there? Gay people? L B G uh L B you know G T L B G T Q I that whole community. Um basically um any minorities, minorities. Or progressive factions of society are gonna get dragged for the next however long, three years. Yes, but celebrating are those who think that the Liberal Party controls our monetary system in a way that no one else can and secures our mm. financial future like no one else can. For jobs, those jobs, that believe that, go shove your fucking head straight back in the toilet. Yeah. You do not understand how it works. Because that's, that's what I heard. I heard, oh, I'm, I'm thrilled the Liberal Party got back in because... Just look at the stock market. Look at the stock market. The largest gains we've seen. Oh, yeah. Look at it the next few days since. 
it's slowly retracting. Unless you're a day trader or you're just looking at, you know, short-term gains, that's a fucking absolute, um, absolute sham to look at that. I'm looking at it right now, down 15 points with three days after the election. So yeah. don't come at me with that stupidity. Yeah, fully. I'm heated. Fuck my gears are ground. Um, yeah, so I don't even know what to think, man. Like I've been, it's put me in a state where I'm looking at other countries. Like I'm, for the listeners at home, I'm originally a Kiwi. I've been looking at property in New Zealand. Just not saying I'm going to do it. It's it just out. made me think like fucking fuck this shit. This is not going the right way. I need to be, you know, I really feel like I need to live in a country that's got more of a progressive political movement, I think. Like, yeah. the things that mean a lot to me, that meant a lot, that do mean a lot to me in and did in this election, every single one of them will be put back years and years and years because of the coalition getting back in. Whether it's climate change, where it's corporate tax um, loopholes cutting them out, whether it's decriminalization of drugs or whatever, all of that has now just been pushed back years and years and years, in my opinion. And you're spot on and you're going to get a lot of hate for even bringing up that sentiment of saying, I'm thinking about bailing on the country. But I don't see that as a huge issue. I see that as like our right as humans to move and to, you know, you know, live where we feel like we should. I believe in immigration, you know, changing country, you know, all that sort of shit. So, um, yeah, man, it is disheartening. And to be honest, yeah, if you are pro those things, it's going to go backwards and we're going to get to Israel yeah. Folau's comments, which honestly, when you're talking about it, we've just elected a Christian um, valued prime minister and people will say, oh, okay. I love God and I love people that believe in God. I love all that stuff. But it does matter that someone who has gone into political power believes in um, a certain set of religious guidelines that is it a huge huge thing for society if you don't and let's hear that inform his policy decision exactly and his party's policy decision exactly so it's a theocracy here not a democracy which i'm here to be clear on that exactly mate and i'm not hearing a lot of older australians and australians that were praising his um praising the liberal party's financial prowess really talking about that which is which is complete stupidity yeah. So, yeah, man, yeah, I'm, man. I'm on board with you. No, I'm not coming to New Zealand yeah. yet, but, yeah, I'm feeling No, no. Um, but that is a thing, and it's that, that comes down to a fundamental thing as a human of wanting to feel best represented by the people essentially governing you, and I don't feel that at all here. Yeah. Not, you know, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to New Zealand, but it just got me thinking about it, and I've never thought like that. So that's all I'm saying. The election really highlights to me that Australia as a whole, we sit here and we, you know, criticise other countries at times. You know, we say, oh, look, America voted for Trump and all this. This election just showed how stupid we are as a nation. Yeah. And how the uninformed majority still rules. Yeah. Um. That's the other thing when you compare it to America and and how they've what would you say spiraled out of control since Trump got in. Mm. I see this second term 
for the coalition, I feel it could sort of head that way for Australia, like the the closet racist and Christian extremists feeling more powerful, um, more confident, you know, those sorts of things. And I just feel it's, it's going to lead to some devolving of society. I think you're right. You know what I mean? Like pit, putting the left against the right, pitching that even even stronger than it is in this country now. I don't know. It's scary times ahead, I feel. I think you're right. I think you're right. And yeah. Can I just actually, before we move on, which we probably should do, I just want to draw light to one of the real big winners of this election. And um, that's actually someone who was defeated in his seat. You may know the name, former Prime Minister Tony Abbott. It's just I wanted to bring this up because he lost his seat in this mm. election. To Zali, Zali, Stegel, Stegel, yeah, the the ex Olympian, mm-hmm. uh, Winter Olympian. Um, I just want to basically frame this to call bullshit on the politician's pension. <laughs> um, so he's lost his seat, one of the most you'd have to say divisive, and I'm just going to say hated prime ministers of our time is now on $307,000 a year for the rest of his life. Is it for the rest of his life? I don't know. How, how long is it for? It's for a while. I don't know if it's forever, but yeah, it's completely disgusting. And not to, I just not think, to yeah, mention the, the, the other poly, The Polly's pension seats. in general. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get rid of it's it. It's sort of the concept of it that makes me sick, not the amounts, but yeah. But as you said... I mean, what are we doing? Uh, we're not making any progress in this country. None. We're going backwards. This, this is obvious. Mm. It's super disheartening. It is super disheartening. And I guess talking about progress and not making any, we should p- pivot over to Israel Folau, who we, we did mention in the last pod we were going to discuss, but we completely forgot. We just got to... Soz's gears were ground about something. Can we go? We move past it constantly. Yeah. Um, but would you like to shift on to a bit of Israel for our action and discuss? I think we should. It's worth addressing. Yeah, um, we can't. I don't think we can go anymore. We're, we're, we're mute on the Australian political. We're exhausted on it. Societal landscape right now. It's. It is concerning. Yeah. Yep. So, moving right along, Israel Folau, a multi... What do they call it? Where there's a... Um, you play multiple codes and you... Yeah, like... Play, you represent your country. Um, I was going to say something. A really good funny. sportsman. I think it's the technical term is. Yeah. Uh, Folau, he's... What is he? He's played rugby. He's played rugby league. And he's played AFL and excelled in, in all of them, more or less. Um, currently back in rugby union or was until... Recently, mm. so Israel Folau has uh, dropped a number of tweets, Instagram posts over the years, basically objecting to his um, objecting to sort of uh, the lifestyles of people who do not uh, come under the banner of his religion, which is a Jehovah's Witness. Is that correct, mate? think that or mormon or mormon okay or mormon but basically the christian religion a form of the christian religion could we say yes 
Yep, and uh, his last Instagram post pop prior to all of this happening was... Uh, we, I think we need to set this up. Like okay. He's had a history of sending these tweets, as you mentioned. And so, in his recent uh, contract with Rugby Australia, there was explicit rules around this uh, behavior on social media and expressing religious views on social media. So, did, yeah, just thought I'd put that in there. Please continue. Yeah, yeah, spot on, mate. Um, and the Instagram post that she dropped, uh, which uh, recently caused all of the issues, uh, was a big warning sign, warning drunks, homosexuals, adulterers, liars, fornicators, thieves, atheists, and idolaters. Idolaters. What, yep. what the hell is idolater? If you idol someone that is not God. Okay. Hell awaits you. Repent. And then he goes on to basically saying that, you know, if you... Only Jesus saves is the last... Yeah. yeah. That, the last line of that. Yeah. So that's going out to his... Whoa, who knows how many he's got. He'd have a few million followers, surely. At least hundreds of thousands. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. All right. What a dickhead. What a dickhead. <laughs> but where do we start with this? So let's start from... Rugby Australia, should they start being able to fire people because of their Instagram posts? I would say yes. Okay. Uh, this too. is a tough one because I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm riled up one way, but I've got a feeling I'm going to contradict myself as we <laughs> go along. It's fine, man. But There's yeah. nothing wrong with contradicting yourself, I don't reckon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I personally think they're thing. employees of a business. Yeah. And if you detrimentally impact that business that you're an employee of and getting a paid wage of, uh, whether that is your uh, social media posts, and if they come into light to impacting the bottom line and the 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 views of my company or the the company in question, yes, you have every right to get fired. Yeah, I think that's a fundamental point of this whole thing, and you sort of got to keep coming back to that because it also then I guess the other side of the coin is freedom of speech and religious freedoms and those sorts of ideas. Um, I think it's a massive, massive issue and debate as to the legitimacy of religious free speech when it can err on the side of hate speech. Like, where's the middle ground there? Wow, that's a really good comment, man, because, yeah, um, yeah, I watch a lot of religious right people using religion as a reason why they can spew hate and make... people feel absolutely sick in their own skin and religion should not be about that it should not be used as a um yeah okay to do that okay so what i want to ask you and what i've been sort of on the texties with a few people i know in the bible though right it does refer to this sort of stuff um and the bible doesn't from my sort of look at it, doesn't really do much to include, you know, uh, homosexuals, adulterers, liars, fornicators, thieves, and atheists. Like, it doesn't really speak kindly to them. So, my thing is, and this is going to be a really hard point to get to, is my thing is, is like, we really shouldn't be 
and I'm not I don't want to put all people that read the Bible and live by the Bible for their whole life I think it's wrong to be following the Bible as a guidance for your moral compass in this current world I don't know no I couldn't agree more man like I think the bigger not the bigger issue here is is like okay so this is going to upset the whole Please, I, yes. Homosexual. I mean, not please. Just don't worry about that. Yeah, like it's gonna. No. What? Sorry, sorry. Of course, worry. I'm just like, I. Yeah. It gets me rolled up thinking that we're gonna offend some snowflake. Yeah. Like, Christian I don't extremists know. out there, but yeah. I don't know, but because I do love like a lot of parts of religion, and we've discussed that in previous pods. So fucking mm-hmm. go in the back catalogue. Um, <laughs> what 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 I want to get to is is um. I just think anyone that is pushing out a religious viewpoint, I just, I hope homosexual people, um, drunks, adulterers, just all those things he's listed. Um, I hope they just look at it like it's stupidity. Um, it's hard. Do you know what? I'm, I do have a good oh, point, man. man 100%. That- but the, the problem is the eight-year-old that's playing oh, exactly. rugby that's that's struggling with his sexuality that sees that in his feed. The, you know? the pain of they someone... They don't have the capacity to see that as pure, you know, stupidity. The pain of what he has caused people that have been sitting on the fence with their sexuality. Yeah. And let's... All the rest, yeah. Like, let's... We know what we're talking about here. Um, it's that community. The pain that he has caused them to have to live through is disgustingly sad and... As we've said with other, the blood is on his hands from this. Um, yeah. And it will always be because he believes in a book that he has been given. Mm-hmm. And we won't get into the, yeah, actually, you know, how the Bible was written and how many thousands of years after Jesus allegedly walked the earth, it was la la la. And how many times it's been changed and how many. Yes. Yeah, exactly. In the version we read, and why it's the version we read, yeah. and whatnot. But um, so so he's read that, and he's he believes in it so much that he's made people feel disgusted in their own skin. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know what? Go fuck yourself, Israel Folau. You're gonna grow yeah. up one day and be an actual mature adult once you start to realize you fucking stupidity of a comment and you're going to realize that you're a fucking moron yeah new new segment fuck you and this one goes to israel for let's i mean let's hope i guess for their sake if he's had kids one day that they don't grow up and oh, are, yeah. know, one of those persuasions he's he's so vehemently bloody mm. ragged on in that exactly because um, then, then he'll be in a real spot of bother won't he yeah, it's very funny that he's willing to take a paycheck from Rugby Australia and he hates drunks, which basically sponsor every single jersey that he's worn yeah. uh, from um, every beer company in Australia that has paid his fucking, his, his wages for the however many years and made him so rich that it doesn't matter if he says shit like this. Is he going to give all that money back that he got no. from all of those beer companies which basically funds rugby in Australia? Are we gonna see? Are we gonna that, see some of that money come back? Yeah. Well, if he's true to his word. Mm. Yeah, the hypocrisy is it runs deep. 
in this one. I mean, I, not to mention the the colleagues of his who have seen him out on the piss, like Maggot. Exactly. Blah, blah. And he's it's been seen. There's lots of history there. And, uh, yeah. I mean, shout out to the religious people that don't feel this way. But I do have to say that the Bible doesn't reflect from what I've know about the Bible, which isn't, I'm not an expert, but it doesn't reflect too nicely on the sort of people like, uh, you know, the people he's mentioning. So Mm -hmm. I just, I just have an issue with the belief system, um, that he's, that he's, um, highlighting here. Yeah. And as we've talked about in previous pods, I have a huge issue with anyone expressing their religious views to anyone i think it should be a deeply personal thing and the interconnected feelings that people attribute to religion that's just human contact and community so i'll just want to put that out there again you know yeah yep (sighs) you know we should call this pod two angry men oh fully that's a good name for it (laughs) yeah it's been uh yeah Things rile us up, don't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah, this this just makes me sad because I do know a lot of, you know, gay people and people that are trans, I know trans people and all of that, and I just know how difficult it is for them. And this conversation just makes their life so much harder mm. when they're trying to just get through things. So... Yeah, shout out to you, Israel Flower. Good on you. You've done a lot of positive work by doing yeah, that. Good on you. Um, I wanted to ask you, mate. You've been bloody texting me about Drake. Your, oh, so this is going to be in our se- Yeah, this is going to be in our segment. I'm pretty sure I'm going to put that in our new segment. Okay, cool. Well, let's talk about the new segment, shall we? New segment might last only one episode. It's called <laughs> Drip yep. or Flip. Oh, you've been thinking about that during the pod, have you? I have. So drip means yeah, I want to, <laughs> I want to talk about it more. Flip yep. means fuck, I don't want to hear about this shit. So I've got five topics I'm going to go through, and okay. Soz, you're going to tell me if it's drip. <laughs> shit, we're thirties, thirty something men yep. saying drip, but it's all right. Yeah. Um, yep. Or flip it. It's lit up here. But I'm yep. not going to start with Drake. Okay. So what I'm going to start with something which really piqued my piqued my uh, ears because I, I love the woman in question. Well, love is a strong word but yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> okay. um, I'm curious. Yeah. First first uh, article for Drip or Flip is Moby claims he dated Natalie Portman but Natalie Portman and basic facts say he's wrong. I fucking love this segment already. That's <laughs> um, it. Fuck, that is so intriguing. Um, We're going to go drip. Drip, it's definite drip, this one. I want to know more. All right, Moby claims in his new memoir, Then It All Fell Apart, classic Moby title of a book, (laughs) might I add, that he once dated Natalie Portman back when the Academy Award-winning actress was a student at Harvard. I was a bald binge drinker who lived in an apartment that smelt like mildew and old bricks. And Natalie Portman... Are you reading your diary or is this the article? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Continue. Oh, that's evil. <laughs> uh, Natalie Portman... And by the way, I've grown half of my hair back. 
uh, listeners, okay. and it looks awesome. Uh, Natalie Portman was a beautiful movie star, but here she was in my dressing room flirting with me. It continues to go on. And then a UK interviewer um, questioned Portman recently about the book. I was surprised to hear that he characterized the very short time that I knew him as dating because my recollection is a much older man being creepy with me when I just (laughs) graduated high school. He said I was 20. I definitely wasn't. I was a teenager. I had just turned 18. There was no fact checking from him or his publisher. It almost feels deliberate that he used this story to sell his book and was very disturbing to me. It wasn't the case. There are many factual errors and inventions. I would have liked him or his publisher to reach out and fact check. Oh man, Moby takes an L. Takes a massive L and the Washington Post article (laughs) continues to go in and fact check it and it does look like Moby never got close close at all to Natalie Portman that's really weird because I mean he's you know he looks a bit creepy anyhow so let alone with this sort of behaviour I just no no offence to any other bored friends with glasses I might have (laughs) shout out great friend of the show Dave yeah yeah great who looks a lot better than Moby Moby look alike as well he looks a lot better than Moby he does. He yeah, does. he's a good-looking man. And look, um, look, we're, we're talking about Natalie Portman here, guys. Yeah, I love Natalie Portman. She's a great actress. Very beautiful. I don't know if you can say that in this day and age, but no, you can. She is. She's gorgeous. Star Wars. You can on this pod. Yeah, this pod you can drop yeah. out of your thing. Um, okay, so that's a I drip like that. of all an right. article. With uh, we can drip all these because they're all pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. One of your favourites. Um, artists of all time uh, according to NBC Sports about last night Raptors avoid Drake curse tie up series with Bucks how much do you want to hear about this definite drip definite We're drip going in for sure yeah anyone that's been watching the Eastern Conference Finals knows that Drake has been on the sideline heckling the other team he's a Toronto Raptors ambassador So he has been heckling the other team where he's got the courtside seats to the point where he goes up and massages the Toronto Raptors head coach in certain timeouts and things like that. Oh, wow. Drake has stepped over and crossed the line, many people are saying, and people are saying that he shouldn't be allowed to roam the court and get too far and get too involved with players. Mate, what's your thoughts on Drake sort of interfering in the outcome of a of an Eastern Conference Finals basketball game? Yeah, I'm sort of. I don't think he should be involved. My question is: so <laughs> you there's obviously the Drake curse, right? The Drake and it curse just works on everyone else but Toronto. Is that the idea? No. So the Drake curse is it had been on Toronto, and now he's been wearing the other team's jerseys, like hiding ah, them in his yeah, pants yeah. and shit, yeah, and. Now it's impacting the other teams because he's wearing their jerseys. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and we did speak about how that crossed over into the football, eh? the the Champions League, and definitely he fucked up Arsenal and Man City <laughs> a couple of times. Um, he's got no, nah, that's a good one. He's a powerful man. He's a powerful Canadian man. Can I ask you? Do you believe this is witchcraft of the highest level? <laughs> 
Uh, Drake doing witchcraft. I think it could be on some Illuminati shit. Okay. He's... <laughs> I don't really, but fuck. Love it. Love it. Love it. So on to the yeah. next one. Please, please keep them coming. Okay, next one. We've got Blue Collar Millionaire's thread about broke people goes viral. This lady, uh, this sort of life coach, self-professed life coach. God, it's horrible. I think we're flipping this one. I can't even. I'm going to flip it on the fact that self professed life coach <laughs> yeah straight up her name's melissa giannine giannine but isn't every life coach self-professed is there a degree oh, of God. life coaching exactly mate mm. we, be- we, be- right. we better move- we better move on there yeah. uh quentin tarantino snaps at reporter over margot robbie question hmm. I- i'm just gonna what? I haven't read this article or anything, so this we're gonna shit. We're going to drip it just because I, I know nothing. Okay. Uh, yeah. I like Tarantino. He's one of my favorite directors. And um, love Margot Robbie. Shout out a girl from the Gold Coast becoming a massive- yeah, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Quentin Tarantino has reacted furiously to a reporter's scathing question about his new movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Blah, 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 blah. Um trying to get to the question uh play some background music uh question the character i always look to the the character and what the character is supposed to serve the story okay this is basically quinn and tarantino losing his mind um about about a basic question we're flipping this one we're flipping it okay so you can just been flipped that one's (laughs) been flipped uh last and final one which i also haven't read so Please be mindful. Yeah. Could be a could be a shit story. The Pentagon admits to studying the existence of UFOs. In a bombshell admission, the Pentagon has finally confessed to investigating UFOs as part of a secret government initiative. Like, I feel like we already know that this is happening. Yeah, I mean, flip that's it. Just weird. I think I think we're flipping it. Yeah, flip it. It's got a photo of a really good crop circle and... How good are crop circles, dude? That shit is... What do you think about crop circles? I think they can be done. Like, I think they can be manufactured quite easily. Are you serious? Have you seen some of them? Oh, some of them are so accurate and complex, but have you seen the ones that people have done, like, purposefully? Yeah, they're terrible compared to the designs. Yeah. The unexplained designs. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like we're talking sacred geometry on a level not often seen on this earth, done in crops. Yeah, you're right. Do you think Drake is maybe behind that? Well, I was going to get to that. (laughs) There is one. There's a big maple leaf one. There we go. Drizzy has just dropped the maple leaf crop circle. I am (laughs) interested. I am interested in them. Uh, But yeah, I just dude, I just. It has to be aliens. There's literally no other explanation. Oh, there's no question there's aliens. Um, It's just a matter of how much. And the whole thing is, is if they let go of the alien stuff, what is Israel Folau's going to... How is he going to deal with that? Oh, man. I know. (laughs) I can't wait for that. I mean, that could be be the biggest thing to happen during our lifetime, the admittance of aliens and how that affects religion. No, I think we've spoken about this before. They'll just say that that's part of God's plan as well. And 
la la la. The plan wasn't to know about it. You know, they'll just totally flip it. They will. Have you heard religion? Of, I mean, have you heard about how the Vatican has um, invested the most in telescopic material out of any bloody business in the world? No. Vatican telescopes. Google it. Um, yeah, they've got like a huge observatory, and they believe that yeah. is because they're looking at, um, you know, extraterrestrial life or other shit. Yeah. Like the Vatican, you know I read the other day. Know it's bull- yeah. The Vatican know it's bullshit. They're playing the game. They know aliens are bullshit. No, they know what we're. Bi- they think the Bible's yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, come on. Where in the Bible does it say keep priests on that are pedophiles? <laughs> is that somewhere <laughs> on what does Israel flower? Is he miss that chapter? It must be in the epilogue somewhere. Yeah, it should like be saying that. take everyone's money. Hmm. So we can build shit and fund our fucking riches. Jeez, we're yeah, going to get gold thrones. We're going to get a spike of hate after this episode. Yeah, speaking of thrones, mate, are you on that <sighs> shit? Never watched a Game of Thrones episode ever. This is a great way to wrap up the pod, I oh. reckon. Please tell oh, me the premise man, behind the man. whole of Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, in a, in a word, it's. A Game of Thrones. Okay, I'll tell you what. Thanks for listening. No. <laughs> Another Star Wars reference is the blonde girl was in the most recent Star Wars movie. Uh, yeah. Gorgeous. See, they pick them. Yeah. Uh, the blonde girl in um, Game yeah, of Thrones. Daenerys. Yeah. Yeah. What's her name? Emily something, perhaps. Yeah, so... Yeah, no, I just wanted to... So, you're one of those people, eh? Fuck. Yeah. I, I want to I wanna flip this combo then. I tried to watch like 10 minutes of it and then, yeah, I just, it was too heavy for me. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not a huge fan to be honest, but I've, I guess I've watched every episode, but yeah. Is it worth spoiling, uh, spoiling the whole show? I'm not going to put any spoilers now, just in case. I just okay. wanted to gauge if you had been up with the last few episodes no, and how you felt generally about them. But now I know you feel nothing about them. feel nothing about them. But my wife and every single person around me loves them. Yeah. Mate, what what's is... Your, what's your favourite TV show? My favourite TV show? That is a great question. I really liked... Uh, I'm a Seinfeld fan. Um, and I really love... Um, like my... Uh, yeah, probably Seinfeld, man. Yeah, right. I just like oh, cool. I just like the silliness and the ah, Seinfeld. I don't know. I can't go wrong with that. Um, yeah, no, fair enough. So if you're on a desert island, you just watch Seinfeld reruns. Oh, that'd be all right because you got a lot of seasons. You got Elaine, yeah. who's quite good looking, um, <laughs> and then you got yeah. I, I think you'd be sweet. Yeah, no, fair cool. I'll I'll pay that one. Yeah, yeah, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, what else? Uh, gigs coming up? You? Gigs. Um, Zip. Actually, nothing, no gigs, but we've got a Brad Paradise, the electro synth pop thing we do. Yeah. Has a new single coming out next week. Actually, for listeners, this is an exclusive. Shit. You can go on Triple J Unearth right now and we've uploaded it already before the release, which is next week. 
So, should you want to listen, head on over to triplejunearth.com.au and search for Brad Paradise. The new single is called Like a Bullet, I'm Coming. That is a world exclusive here on the basketball. World exclusive, big time. Wow, okay. Well, mate, I think that's amazing pod. I've got to take my dog off to get his... uh, his hat off him that he's had on for two and a half weeks. Oh yeah, for his ear, okay. for his boxes here. Yep. So, fuck a pretty. Uh, well, wish him all the best. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yep. amazing pod, really all over the place, but amazing. Yeah, we sometimes like to do that, don't we? Dart all over the show. Yeah, keep people on their toes. Yeah, we're gonna get a guest on coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, we're gonna have um, Ben Belingle back on to do a bit more of a comprehensive post-election pod, mm. uh, amongst other topics, because we won't go too too much into it. But um, yeah, a bit of a fun one to get his perspective again. Yeah, and thanks for listening. Hit subscribe, guys. Tell your friends. Share. Yeah.